This season of Closet Confidential is brought to you by Zalando. Hello, I'm Courtney Smith and you are listening to Closet Confidential. The clothes that we wear tell a story. They can change our mood, they can influence others and they can create memories. So they have more power and significance than we often realize. On this podcast, I'm chatting to people who have a unique and defined personal style. We're hearing the stories behind their clothes, what inspires their style vibes, and learning their sartorial secrets. I have a lot of like printed um, trackies and stuff. And I, I remember once I got patched, I think it was during lockdown, I was pregnant at the time. Um, I didn't even see a photographer and afterwards it was like Laura's in her pajamas. I'm like, they are not my bloody pajamas. That is fashion. They are very expensive tracksuits. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you know. One of Ireland's hottest TV exports, Laura Whitmore, chats with me in this week's episode about her style evolution from MTV rock chick to TV's dopamine dressing darling. She gets candid about her iconic wedding style, being papped in her tracksuit and why yellow is her happy colour. Laura, welcome to Closet Confidential, the pod. Thank you, Courtney. How are you? I'm very good. We had a lovely chat uh, behind the scenes of your breakfast show for the YouTube series. And I got some incredible visuals into your kind of favourite wardrobe moments, like defining moments in TV, but also some of your favourite like personal style. But I wanted to kind of deep dive a little bit more because I feel you have had a really interesting style evolution. Over the last 15 I love, years. I love the word interesting. Interesting, <laughs> Laura. Interesting is a good way to describe. Sometimes I look back on, on some things. I'm like, yeah, that was interesting, Laura. <laughs> but you know what? I That's what I love, though. I mean, I don't think anybody looks back at their style 20 years ago and goes, oh, that, well, maybe some people. But most people kind of look back, might cringe at a few moments. I'm like, it made sense at the time. It but, made sense at the time. But it really did. Like, So your career started at a similar time that my career started. Um, yeah. Like back, it was around 2008, wasn't it, that you were named yeah. the face of MTV. Yeah, um, yeah, 2008, which is a long time ago now, Courtney. I know. <laughs> my, I know. In my head, I'm like, yeah, five years ago. I'm like, no, that's not five years I, ago. It all adds up. Add uh, another 10 years to that. But it is, you did have a very specific style back then. and it, But it was very of the moment. Do you know what, as well, like I kind of went from... You know, I, I was just finishing up my degree in Dublin and then got moved to London and suddenly was like on telly every day, Monday to Friday. I, did, I basically did an office job for television. Um, so it was a kind of a strange situation. And I was on telly every day and very aware that I didn't have a stylist, shock horror. Um, there wasn't a huge budget for clothes. There was no budget for clothes. So you just kind of wore... And I was, I was working and living in Camden. So I kind of felt like that's what I dressed like. Like I was working and living in Camden. So I used to just wear a lot of like band t-shirts I got from the market or from whatever gigs I was going to. Um, whatever music I was listening to. Um, my best friend um, was working um, at the time in Beyond Retro. My friend Dee, you know, stylist. Um, oh, yeah. She was working in Beyond Retro. So I used to just like take the Levi skirts from there, little denim skirts or whatever I could find from there. And um, I didn't have a lot of money. And I, I used to, and you know, what? it's funny because vintage is back in again. I was wearing vintage because it was cheap. <laughs> um, and that's what I was wearing. That That's kind of what it was. And I was on telly all the time. I didn't have... The budget to be getting different outfits every day, nor should you. Um, so yeah, I was just wearing like basic kind of go-to, very of that era, indie sleeves. Yeah, say. but I do feel you like, in Ireland anyway, like obviously you were based in the UK, but 
you were, you know, this girl that we all saw every day on TV and there there was a bit of a movement over here where everybody was then wearing their denim cutoffs and band <laughs> tees and like rocker tees. But I mean, like that was kind of the Kate Moss was, I mean, she's been huge all the time, but it was very yeah. like Glasto Kate it's, Moss. It's Glastonbury, yeah. It's yeah. Very, I always I always dressed like I was going to a festival even when I was going to Tesco. Do you know, like I looked like I was going to a festival <laughs> and I quite liked that. Um, and I always had like the boots, even when I was doing the jungle and I'm a celebrity get me out of here I always wore these like kind of biker boots in the jungle even though it was hot because actually there were so many bugs and insects and snakes on the ground it was practical to wear those boots but yeah I, I was very much I looked like I was going to a festival because I probably was some of the time a lot I, of the time I, I was. feel like it was that kind of it girl moment they're like Alexa Chung was doing it you were doing it like Kate Moss was doing it it was this kind of bit grungy bit rock and roll they were doing like, it a lot better than me they were doing it a lot higher than me Laura I was doing yourself. Camden Camden stalls <laughs> <laughs> they were probably doing like Mulberry and Prada <laughs> well let's give yourself a little bit more credit there I think <laughs> I'm saying it girl status go with that okay okay yeah, I'll take you know what, I'll take that I do remember there was one scene I remember you were interviewing Robert Pattinson Um, Mm. I think it was like around the twilight time and you were wearing like I think it was like a leather jacket but like this little hat and you had like a a side parting and like your classic do you know I wore a beret mainly when I couldn't get my roots done <laughs> so I was like I'll carry forward to get my roots done it'll be a hat day yeah. so I did a lot of hats I love that but even like you used to do a lot of like dark like black eyeliner was kind of like your thing as well mm. like it was always a look head to toe could you could you tell I did my own makeup <laughs> No. Also, also, I grew up. With the, I remember. I kind of grew up around the ages of like Avril Lavigne. I think she had too much yes. of a strong influence on my dress sense at that time. Um, and and you know, again, like, when I was living in Camden, like it was the age of like you'd see Amy Winehouse walking around. There was loads of bands around, and like the Kooks and yeah. the Libertines, and it was it was just that era. That's just what we were wearing. That was just. Like, and now I look at it and I'm like, okay, Laura, what were you thinking? But at that time, it's what we were wearing. Yeah. And do you still think, is there a bit of, a bit of that girl still in Laura? Like you're still, Definitely. you're still rock and roll. I'm going to, I'm going to Glastonbury next week and um, I will be, I will probably be getting out maybe the, the denim shorts. The same ones? That's very impressive. Probably, this, they're probably, they probably walk <laughs> around themselves at this stage, but there's a lot of things, like I keep a lot of things um, from, like I've still, I still have the outfit I wore when I auditioned for MTV. Really? Yeah, you... I still have the t-shirt and the, I think I still have the beret. And I have the these pink, purpley pink leopard print boots. Um, I, I haven't really worn them since. I don't think there's any heels left on them. But um, no rehealing can fix them. But they're they're nostalgic, you know. Oh, they're, yeah. They're of their time. Do you Are you nostalgic about clothes in general? Like, do you hoard things because you're like, oh, well, that has a special memory and I'm going to keep that and I can pass it down to my daughter I'm so sentimental with clothes, too yeah. sentimental. Sometimes I have to, you know, I have to do like a big clear out every now and then and not just keep something because it reminds me of a really nice gig I went to. But there's a few bits that's nice to keep. And I think when I look back at pictures of my mom, particularly in the 70s, mom had great clothes and she didn't really keep any of it. Yeah, um, I, I was born I was born in the 80s when my mother was going through her power suit era <laughs> when she was like, you know, she was working in the civil service and uh, she wore a lot of suits. And I never got the, the cool high heels or the all these 70s flares and all these great clothes she had during the 70s because she kind of got rid of them then. So I, I think a part of me wants to keep some of that. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm the exact same. My mum was all into suits, but like looking back at her photos, she had amazing jumpsuits. And I was like, why yeah. don't you keep any of the I know, stuff? I know. I would I would have loved that. And she even looks back at, oh, you just, just didn't think back then. You yeah. just wanted clearing out and getting the next thing. Didn't have a lot of space. So yeah, there's a bit of me for that reason I'd like to keep. Not that my child would want any of my clothes, but there's a bit of me that kind of wants to look back. Maybe it'll come around again and I'll wear it again. Absolutely. You can be a really glam, like, 90-year-old granny wearing her, like, leopard print boots. That's the dream. That's, that's <laughs> the my dream. Uh, do you have an earliest style memory? Like, even, like, pre-MTV, TV, Laura? Yeah, well, I get a, I get a lot of my influence probably from my older cousins. Um, I didn't have any older sisters. Um, so I had two cousins, Claire and Deirdre, who um, lived in Wexford. And um, I got a lot of their hand-me-downs, which I loved. I still have, I actually, I know where it is. I still have this pink top um, that was Claire's that I got when I was 13 from her. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. Claire also had a perm. Do you remember when perm? Like, yes. I, I, I kind of missed out on perms, but I remember I was too young. But Claire was about six, seven years older than me. And she got a perm. I was like, she was the, she looked like Blossom. Do you remember that TV yes, show? Yes, I love that TV show. She had the big floppy show. hat and she had this little floral pink top and she gave it to me. And I still have it because I remember at the time thinking it was just the coolest top. So yeah, that they were kind of my first uh, influences. I mean, they'll, they'll laugh at this because <laughs> like the, it was a look. It was a look at the time. Do you remember even the frilly blouses and the frilly sleeves? It was very 80s. So yes. I was a bit young. I was kind of young coming up in this and I was like, oh, I want to look like them. So the hand-me-downs were, were cherished. The hand-me-downs were the best because they were, they had like an attachment to somebody else as well. Like I remember getting all my sister's stuff and it was all fringed, like and tie-dye and that kind of, loved it. And then tie-dye became huge in lockdown again. Yeah, I was like, I I was wanting to kind of dive back into that and make my own tie-dye, but I didn't quite go there. Um, A lot of people did. My stylist Emma, she went big into tie-dye. Oh, I actually remember seeing that on Instagram. Yeah, she Uh, she, uh, she brought out almost like a mini like collection. Yeah, she, I don't think she meant to. And then she said the demand got too much for her. People were like, when are you making more? She's like, I can't cope with this. It's too much. I love it. So uh, uh, like, let's go back to, to your style now then, because I feel like, was there a moment that you were like, okay, I need to level up. Like, not, I don't want to say level up. I don't mean that as in like, you had to yeah. disregard your old stuff. I need, I need to look a bit more groomed. And yeah, yeah, like was it, was it an organic thing or was it like a conversation like, okay, I've done X amount of shows. I want to be taken more seriously for different roles. Like I need to change my style or did it just kind of organically happen? I think it kind of evolves as you grow older. Yeah. I think a lot of it was kind of being comfortable in your own body and mm. um, kind of knowing what works for you and what doesn't. Like I always, it was, it was really when I first started doing I'm a Celebrity get me out of here in Australia and um because we were filming so many shows so I needed 23 outfits so they hired a stylist and I worked with Angie Smith who's brilliant who now lives in Australia um she fell in love with the cameraman Um, no way oh yeah so 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 it's so um it was so great having someone kind of helping you because not even just picking out stuff like you'll know as a stylist it's like the admin involved. It's not even just the creative side, there's an admin and there's a business side to it as well and just kind of getting those pieces and so she really helped me have all that and it was the first time, I think she made me wear, like get my legs out because I used to like never, I kind of was talking about, like back when I was younger, I always wore like the baggy cargo pants, I'm talking about the 90s and then, then into the ripped jeans or the tights and especially in Camden, there were all these printed tights and leopard print and she's like, just get your legs out, you're in Australia and that was the first time I kind of got my legs out but I was always so self-conscious of my body you kind of needed someone else to give you that confidence not that you should get it from someone else but someone to go try this shape on you yeah. and be like actually that's all right 
Um, and you so had killer was, legs, so she was damn right. <laughs> but I was always so like, oh, I don't know. I just would never get my legs out. I don't know. Like maybe coming from like my hometown and stuff, you just, I don't know. I never would have got my legs out. While then over here, I was like, here are my legs. So <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes it's nice having someone look at it from a different eye um, and kind of show you what suits your body shape. But a lot of it always comes down to how you feel and feeling comfortable. Mm. The last thing you need, and we spoke about that before, the last thing you need when you're doing live telly is to feel uncomfortable in an outfit. The last um, thing so, you need in general. Like, I mean, obviously, millions of eyes on you. I'm sure there's an extra added layer of, a lot of layers of pressure. But, like, yeah. I think you, you said before that, like, comfort is one of the key things. And I think... Yeah. And feeling good. Yeah. Um, and, and the story behind it. Sometimes the stories behind clothes. The stories why I decided to wear that. Or why I wanted to wear a suit on Love Island or a jumpsuit. Because it was a different, it was a different feeling to maybe what the stereotypical outfit would be yeah so I always like kind of playing around with that and felt what feels authentic to me um and yeah a lot of it just kind of evolved over time and as you get older and um and and, and one of those things as well when you start out in the industry uh and you're not really getting paid much money and you can't really afford clothes is when no one sends you clothes and then you kind of start doing all right and making a bit more money then people send you free clothes <laughs> like, like I could have done with these free clothes a while ago it's like the opposite of what it should be I know um, and I know I've been very lucky especially working in London there's loads of great PRs and designers so um, a lot of the time I don't, you get to borrow clothes which is great you know um, especially with budgets so and it's not wasteful you can wear different outfits and return it and someone else can can wear it and rental companies do that now yeah, so, um, but, so that's been that's been really helpful with kind of expanding and kind of sometimes you're afraid to invest in an expensive mm. piece in case you don't wear it again while if you borrow it and then you wear it you're like actually hmm, I might do this again and it's a kind, I suppose it's a format of advertising for those brands because they're getting the product seen to a viewership they might not have, like, who might not have worn their clothes or wanted to buy their clothes before. So it works both ways. Yeah, and it's been really lovely. I've had some, like, great designers I've worn who are like, wow, we've sold out of that because you wore that. And I'm like, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and that's always lovely, especially if you could do that with more of the independent, smaller brands as well who maybe don't have access to the same marketing as the bigger brands. You do that really well, actually. Like, I know you're a huge supporter of small Irish brands and you always showcase them over in the UK and they, they wouldn't have had that exposure before that so like you've worn Aoife McNamara uh, Joanne Hines like mm. so many Irish designers you're always championing and I think obviously I'm sure it's the same with UK designers but I just think uh, for the Irish market that's you know a huge platform that they wouldn't have access to otherwise and lovely out of selfish reasons I get to wear these great designs that other people in the UK aren't wearing yet um, and and be like and people are like oh where did you get like I, you know when, we, when you came on uh, to the studio last week the amount of compliments I had about, where did you get that jacket from? Where is it yeah. from? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, the, what are the first people to wear it over here? So that's quite nice as well. Yeah, you're you're finding the talent before anybody else does over there. I mean, they're well, I mean, I'm not even finding them. They're, they're doing so well themselves at home. But it's, again, yeah, it's a different market over here. One of the moments for me, I remember as like, I feel that was a defining moment for you, Laura, was I think it was maybe seven or eight years ago at the BAFTAs and you were wearing like a turquoise. Um, oh, the cutout. Yeah, it was like a keel yeah. cutout, high neck, yeah. long sleeve. Su- Suzanne Neville, was it? Suzanne, yeah. And you know what? That was made for me. And that's a difference as well, when mm. you can tell. Like that was made for my body. So it fitted me probably better than anything else. That's another thing I've learned with clothes as well. One of the, the tips... 
I've really come to try and use as much as possible. Even if you buy off the hanger, sometimes a few nips here and there, mm. like whether it's taking a hemline up a little bit because of like your leg shape or your body shape or taking the waist in a little bit or or maybe making the sleeves three quarter length or little things like that that don't cost a lot can really change an outfit. But that one in particular, I remember that Suzanne made that for me because we had a bit of time. I was working, I was hosting the red carpet for BAFTA. So we had a little bit of time um, we had a little bit of budget, so um, we decided, what the hell? Oh my God, I remember seeing the photos come out and I was like, that, it was such a moment because I feel like before that, even when you did red carpet, you were, it, everything was a little bit more simple, maybe like monochromatic, you did a lot of white, a lot of black. And then you came and it was like really sophisticated, really sexy at the same time. Mm. Your hair was up and you did your yeah. hair down a lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And I kind of feel like that was like your first kind of step into lots of colour. Because like now you're known for your colour. I know. And I used to just wear black all the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Again, it probably you have to try it to know you like it. Because and I think as well, sometimes when you're hosting and you're the presenter, it's not necessarily about you. It's about who I'm interviewing. So when I'm interviewing a big star, mm. it would be, it's about them. So a lot of the time you'd kind of go quite basic and simple or black or, but you know, you end up being your on camera as well. And um, I started getting booked for jobs um, and bigger jobs. Um, and then people knew me by my name. I wasn't just the girl from MTV News. Um, I was Laura Whitmore away from that. Um, and I had my own identity. I remember listening to this podcast, Diary of a CEO, and Jimmy Carr was on it. And Jimmy said, he wears a suit always, like even when he's doing stand-up. But he says he dresses like he's a primetime presenter. And that's how he ends up getting primetime presenting jobs because he dressed for the job that he wanted. Um, which I thought was oh, lovely, especially because, yeah. you know, you don't hear men talking about fashion in the same way. Um, and I was like, actually, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you have to dress for the job you want. I love that. That's a great piece of advice just for anybody anyway. Yeah. Even when, even when it comes to, and actually, um, I work with a lot of rentals. Um, and within that, a lot of them do a lot with charity, uh, with different charities and women's charities and, and, and um, domestic abuse charities. And a lot of the time they help give a lend of clothes to women who are trying to get a job because what you wear into a job interview does affect how people see you and how you feel about mm. yourself and being confident. So um, I think that's something that we can use in all our lives, uh, dress for the job you want. Definitely. And I feel like as well, when you started... Well, maybe not, but when you started wearing colour, like like you said, it was kind of like you were Laura Whitmore... It, it, you were your own entity. It wasn't Laura Whitmore MTV. Laura Whitmore MTV was this little rock and roll chick and mm -hmm. Laura Whitmore, the presenter. Uh, I feel it's like... Yeah, the presenter. <laughs> I feel like when I think of dopamine dressing, when I think of colour... Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like, I, I feel happy looking at you dressed. Like, you dress, you know what I mean, though? You you dress with, with happiness. Rather than looking at you undressed. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, I, do you know what I mean, though? I feel like yeah, you, no, you, yeah. you dress with I, happiness, with joy. I get that, though, as well from other people. And I get it from myself. If, if I'm wearing, like, a bright colour, I, I do feel in a better mood. Sometimes I want to wear black because I just want to be moody. Yeah. If I want to be a moody bitch, that's fine. Um, But, yeah, I do. I do think colour brings happiness and joy um and yellow is my favorite color for that for that reason and actually one of the first times I wore yellow was for the L style awards and one of my favorite outfits I wore on the red carpet um and it was by Theodore Golan um, <gasps> was it short really short, short yeah I, I looked like a little, a little duckling <laughs> a little chick but um I loved it because it was um from straight from the runway and Theodore Golan um 
two brilliant guys had designed it and allowed me to wear it. And I was only I was only interviewing on the like I used to always interview on the red carpet, um, which I was there for MTV interviewing on the red carpet. But then actually that year I got invited as a guest as well. So I kind of suddenly crossed that line. Do you know that, yes. that rope? <laughs> that rope on the red carpet from interviewing to then crossing over and like walking down and having people, you know, ask me what I'm wearing. Um, and I saw that shift start to happen when I was there doing my job. Other reporters would be like, and other fashion um, publications would be, oh, what are you wearing, Laura, by the way? And that became a thing. Um, that was, was actually, a really weird um, transition. It, it's funny you say that because that was, you, you probably don't remember this because you get interviewed all the time, but that was the first time we met was front row at Henry Holland. And yes. I came over and interviewed you about the show. I actually don't even remember who I was interviewing for, but it was the first time I'd ever like properly met, met. you and uh, had an interview. But, but it was like, I saw you and I was like, well, I have to go in interview her like Irish you know stylish um, and you were so lovely with your time as well but it was you front row and there's everybody taking pictures of you wanting to know what you thought of the show who you were you were obviously wearing Henry Holland but um, it's surreal though it's a really weird situation especially like and you you get that as well you know you come from interviewing people about their clothes and then people start asking you about what you're wearing and you're like oh yeah like yeah. It's, a, it's a really weird transition to happen and then you become a bit more conscious about what you were um and do you and feel that where you're going. i'm putting time in i'm putting yeah but also putting time into it as well um uh I, again m- my husband has no interest in fashion at all like at all and only recently he's like started getting a stylist uh, he tries to run mine sometimes um, i was about to say because he always looks very stylish when he's on the red carpet with you and i was like you must <laughs> you must be telling him what to wear yeah, there's a little bit of that. I feel like a lot of my friends tell their husbands what to wear, yeah. no matter what they what they do. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, but then he was like, "Oh, I feel different. Like when he, when you're hosting a job or when you're doing something, like, I feel different when I dress this way." Um, and again, going back to what Jimmy Carr said, it's different if maybe if you're doing stand up in a pub and it's like more low key. But you know, when you're going to the BAFTAs or you're working at it, it's nice to kind of dress for the occasion, and there's respect in that as well. I think dressing yeah. for the occasion. Um. And it's that's something I picked up in the last few years. Like, I can see him kind of going, "Oh, I think I'm gonna actually hire a stylist for this." I'm like, "Oh, okay. are you? Okay." Are you? <laughs> but do you feel that you kind of touched on it there? Do you feel pressure to be stylish all the time, or that like, you know, I know you've spoken about paparazzi and like that can be quite invasive times. Do you feel any pressure when you walk out of your house that you have to be dressed a certain way, or are you just kind of like, "I'm doing my thing"? I feel because I'm confident now in myself and what I have and my wardrobe so even like my go-to bits that I'll throw on like a t-shirt or a fl- like uh, a flare or like that are comfortable they're almost like my tracksuit bits yeah. and I like prints and colours so sometimes you can like look like you've made an effort without making an effort that is the key that, um, that is the key th- like look like I, I remember once I was wearing I have a lot of like printed um, trackies and stuff like this like what I'm wearing here uh, and I, I remember once I got papsed I think it was during lockdown I was pregnant at the time um, I didn't even see a photographer. And afterwards, it was like, Laura's in her pajamas. I'm like, they are not my bloody pajamas. That is fashion. They are very expensive tracksuits. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you know. Um, but once you feel comfortable, so yeah, there's now I don't care as much because you don't even see them half the time. And it's they'll take a sh- terrible angle anyway. So yeah, I, I don't feel, I don't feel, pressure the way I probably would have back yeah. in the day. I kind of feel like when it comes to your style, especially now that you just kind of march to the beat of your own drum anyway. Yeah, you have to. There's too many other things to be worrying about than worrying what people think about what you're wearing. People will always have an opinion. Someone will love what you're wearing and someone will hate what you're wearing and they won't understand the the meaning behind it or, or what it symbolises. So I there's a lot of things I've worn that are 
um, reflecting something else and meaning something else and a few people will pick up on that and others may not and go why is she wearing that that's not right the appropriate thing I'm like oh there's a meaning behind it but those who know will know um, so I dress yeah I dress for myself and that's that's the best thing you can ever do well one of my favourite favourite outfits of yours which is very much in keeping with what you just said is your wedding suit Oh, yes. Obsessed. I know you, you only put a few pictures out there. You didn't do any of these kind of like magazine spreads. Um, but you did put a few pictures up on your Instagram of you wearing the most incredible. Was it a three-piece suit? Yeah, it was a waistcoat. Initially, um, I think Ian was got, was thinking about wearing his kilt because we thought like I'd wear the trousers, he'd wear the skirt. <laughs> and then and then actually something, because he, he has um, like a family kilt he wears for all weddings. And he went, you know what? I've worn this kilt for other people's weddings. I don't want to wear that for my yeah. wedding. And he was like, I want to feel, because sometimes as a comedian, you you kind of play a role of the, you know, the joker. And he's like, on my wedding day, I want to feel cool. Yeah. And not just be the joke. Um, so he was like, I want to get a really cool suit. So he ended up getting this beautiful navy Tom Ford suit. Um, and I was like, I'm I'm wearing a suit too, by the way, babes. Uh, I don't think he knew what I was wearing, but he knew, knew I was going to wear trousers. Um, and uh, Joshua Kane, who's a good friend of mine, um, had designed it for me. Um, and it was beautiful, again, made for me. What did happen was coming up to the wedding, I found out I was pregnant. Uh, with, it was like, surprise. So I was like, can I just have a little bit more space? Yeah, can we just take that out a little bit and move just that around? Just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but I love yeah. it because I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to their wedding day, they feel they have, like, they just kind of automatically go, well, I have to wear a dress and I have to go this traditional route. And you stayed very true to your personal style. Also, I've worn the dress before. Like, I've worn ball gowns. On re- For a lot of people, like, their wedding day is such a big day and, and wearing the big dress is part of that because they don't get to do that all the time. I've gone to so many red carpets and worn the big ball gown. Yeah. That I've kind of, I'm, I've done it. I didn't really need that day of everyone looking at me and what I'm wearing because I feel like that's work in many ways. So I just wanted to be comfortable and feel good. And I had the flare and I had, you know, the fitted little jacket um, and this lovely little lace uh, piece that, that Joshua had made underneath um, and the Simone Rocha headband. And I just felt really comfortable like, and I felt me and I just didn't need that other stuff going on because I have that other times and I was over it. <laughs> Is there an item then? Will that be probably one of your most prized looks? Yeah, I'm sure I'll get it out and wear it again. Again, it's probably easier to wear than a, a big wedding dress. So I haven't worn it since. I need to get it taken in. But, <laughs> um, I Yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely get that out again. Maybe wear it in some other way. We'll see. I know you love, um, obviously, Joshua Kane and suits and stuff. But is there another brand that, like, if you could only wear one more brand for the rest of your life? Yeah, um, it kind of depends. Because I like mixing um, designer and high street yes. as well. So I guess when it comes to for the rest of your life, it depends on if you're what you're doing for the rest of your life. Um, I wear a lot of free people. I really like their stuff. Um, I like their flares and their prints. But then I'm like, could I, could I go down like a vintage store like Beyond Retro? I could yes. shop there for the rest of my life because I have you know I've got my Levi Levi denim skirts and, and jeans and shorts from there. But I also found uh, actually D found this Givenchy white creamy white dress that I've worn before on a red carpet so we have found different things so I'm like I could live for the rest of my life just vintage shopping and secondhand shopping same easily and easily. you get the most unique pieces that nobody else has yeah yeah and and you get a bargain yeah <laughs> not so much anymore though because people have really clocked on to yeah. the vintage thing and prices are just going up 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 and up I, I love a vintage Harley t-shirt I'm always on the hunt for them and I used to be able to get them for like 10 euro and now you're lucky if you get them for less than 100 
Yeah, do you know what? If, if you go, like, you probably know more than me, but, like, in, in L.A., every time I'm in L.A., there's so many, like, massive, big, like... Warehouses. Superstores, warehouses of all, like, those band tees and those old-school tees, and you can kind of pick up a bargain. And uh, one of my... Um, best friends lives um well one lives in new york but um another couple live in jersey city which is just outside new york and it's a small little high street and they've got these two vintage shops that not everybody knows about and every time i go there i pop there and i always get a bargain okay everybody's gonna be googling those now. no i'm not gonna tell you the name <laughs> <laughs> um we spoke about it on the on youtube but um you spoke about your style secret being comfort and confidence but is there you know one other great style lesson that you can leave us with it's okay to experiment. Like, I've definitely tried different... Like, everyone has those jeans that they like, a certain fit that they like. And sometimes I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to try a different fit. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work for me. I'll go back. But, like, I'm always open to try stuff. Um, and I think that's, again, from working with a stylist uh, and working with Emma, sometimes she'll bring things to me and be like, I know it's not your usual, but do you want to give it a go? Um, so I think just be open to maybe, you know feel a little bit uncomfortable for a bit. You don't feel uncomfortable for the whole night, but put something on and go, oh, okay, actually, this makes me feel a little bit different, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. I love that. Laura, this has been such a pleasure. Um, I absolutely love your style. I've loved having the chats, and thank you so much for being here. It's been so much. Thanks for having me. This season of Classic Confidential is proudly sponsored by Zalando, the leading platform in Europe offering fashion to suit all your vibes. Whatever moment or mood you find yourself in, Zalando empowers you to express your ever-changing identity through a wide range of clothing, footwear and accessories across thousands of different brands. Explore endless choice for all your personal style vibes at zalando.ie. You've been listening to Closet Confidential. Thank you for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed the style chats as much as I did. And if you did, please do like, subscribe, rate and review. And if you want to stay in the loop on all things Closet Confidential, just follow our Instagram page at Confidential underscore official. And if you haven't already, we also have a video series on YouTube. So check that out. And in the meantime, I'll be back next week with another stylish guest.